1: Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Dominion After Show here at After Buzz TV. I'm your host, Zach Wilson, and I'm so excited to talk about this episode where we have two wheels that, that are, turning. are turning. Their worlds are turning. Their worlds are turning. Um, guys, thanks so much for joining us. As I said, um, we're talking about episode House of Sacrifice uh, 210. Oh, what a... It-
2: what an episode!
1: I What's love this an show.
2: Episode.
1: <laughs> um. Well, first of all, um, you, let's before let's take care of some business before we get into anything. Um, if you want to tweet at me throughout the show, uh, throughout the week, you can uh, use the hashtag #abtvdominion uh, or reach me directly on Twitter at uh, Zach with the ch.
2: You should also be using also. You should also be using the hashtag uh, #Renewed Dominion.
1: Yes, renew Dominion. Renew it. Watch it live all the time. So you not only get to live tweet with all the people, you get to help the show.
2: Yes. Um,
1: Jackie, where can people tweet at you, though? Uh,
2: at 123Jackie underscore B. I'm not checking my Twitter right now because my phone's dying and because uh, I get distracted very easily. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, that's the one problem doing the show late at night. It's like the the iPhone's batteries do not hold up to nope. 11 p.m. Nope.
2: Um, but fine. I do love the iPhone. Just kidding. Just hitting
1: iPhone. <laughs> yeah, but don't take away my new one. I already got it on reserve. <laughs> um, anyway, on topic. Um, let's uh, let's start before we get to the wheels um, and all that. I want to talk about Michael and the prop because this is the storyline. People, somebody in the chat roll because they were talking about Lucifer before we started, um, and like after that, this this bomb drops. <laughs> uh, thank you, Lilith Colbert for just saying Zach is squeeing like a K-pop fangirl I bet yes I will acknowledge that the moment that they said let me check the constellation and he said the words morning star probably before he even got to the word star I think I just heard morning I just went yes like through I I swear I just like I was sitting there watching the TV and threw my hands in the air I think my girlfriend was in the other room just like (laughs) what is happening Lucifer she's like that's the weirdest thing you could have possibly said in response ah! <laughs> um but yeah i so this so this guy isn't lucifer no he um, is
2: the, the prophet of lucifer
1: yeah so and so that he's he's a, in the, probably a higher angel who um th- who fell with lucifer into the outer sphere or whatever realm um lucifer may have taken over um this uh i thought was i thought it was an interesting thing i checked out um dominion revelations this week which had a breakdown of the hierarchy of the fallen years i highly recommend it it's it's a nice look at just how this all breaks down and it mentioned in there that they thought lucifer was dead at, from the t- at the top of the extermination war,
2: it makes sense because of Michael's reaction to when he hears when he says Lucifer, my brother he he has this sense he has this sense that it couldn't be possible when when he when he delivers yeah
1: lines. I mean, so we know like, angels are not immortal per se, but they can have their physical bodies killed. Yes, so I wonder if lucifer suffered a similar fate to lee in that sense that he could have possessed somebody um i, I don't think they would go that direction but it, it's a possibility um so the, the prophet is <laughs> they play poker mm-hmm. weirdest like Per- Seventh Seal like chess match thing. I,
2: see, that's what I love, though. I was like, "This is, and this is horrible." Because Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is obviously like a, a reference, like a meta It's like my first reference was like, "This is like a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure <laughs> match," or Bogus Journey. I'm sorry, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey um, match, which is which is a reference to the Death Chess Game.
1: Yeah. Um- <laughs> I just, was like, la- I was laughing when they picked Texas Hold'em of all things. <laughs> no skill in, like, cause like, it's not like you're playing like, of sev- like, a long game of Texas Hold'em, like, they- he- uh, the prophet even like flipped, he's like, well might as well just show our cards, cause it's, basically they're just- Michael's just completely gambling.
2: He's completely leaving it up to faith, which yeah. I, I thought was symbolic. He's not leaving yeah. it up to his own devices. He's completely leaving it up to faith.
1: Well, what's interesting about that is it, what it implies about the, how, what he believes about the world and how it's being run in God's absence. Because if God was truly gone, mm-hmm. and maybe this is part of why he does it as like a test – um, if God's really gone, then fate like that shouldn't hold up. Mm-hmm. Um, because what he's basically banking on is that fate is so, st- the, his fate is gonna, the fate, the fate that he is to guide Alex, the chosen one, in this war is so strong that nothing, even blind chance, will bend to his favor and he's leaving his life up to that belief and it does
2: yeah but i i think that he he has so much faith in his father he has so much faith in god that he he doesn't see it as chance he sees it more as if this is god's design it will work as it's supposed to
1: well that's what i mean because if god is around then you're then that's exactly what it is but if they if this whole the whole premise of this of the war is built around the fact that God left that He is no longer there. But
2: what if He left? I, just just for just for throwing out there mm-hmm. sake. What if He left such a perfect like plan or set of actions or set of um, um, what is it maps that that it can't fail?
1: Okay, like a really really complicated Rube Goldberg machine.
2: Yes,
1: God just like he's like, all right, I got it all set up. I'm going on vacation. I'm going to launch this domino and then walk away. Yes, and then let's just hope it works out. <laughs> um, it's possible, um, I, and maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Um, but it does imply his God's hand in the, in these events, um, which I think is a very interesting, especially when played against now who we know the prophet is working for right um
2: and i love the idea that it's i I mean for all the reasons we've said before why we love the idea that it's lucifer because this town of people has no idea that that's who they're worshiping essentially i also like the idea of we see we see too much in like in it's it's interesting because we've had this resurgence um of of evangelical christianity in Mm -hmm. contemporary times where you have this image of lucifer as like i almost think of him as the lucifer from the south park movie where he's like a big red horn guy (laughs) maybe he's not so sad and gay like lucifer in the south park movie but you see him as um not that i'm saying that you have to be sad and gay at the same time i'm just saying that was the character in the south park movie yes um
1: great character (laughs) great
2: character but you see this like biblical idea of lucifer where it's this guy who runs hell and um i i really like the idea of hopefully by the end of the season if we're lucky um getting to see what lucifer's like and getting to see him as an actual like being that people can relate to not some i i would love to see him as like a michael or a gabriel just like looking like a normal person where people can understand his psychology.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would love to get into the psychology of all of these characters. Right. Um before we get off of the the card game, um I there was a moment where I thought and like it's still part of me that thinks maybe Michael cheated. Um although it could easily play into the this being fate faded in some way because of how he won with three kings and he had this smirk like mm-hmm. three kings
2: or maybe his brother maybe his brother actually didn't want him to lose maybe his brother does want to reach out to him and didn't want him to lose
1: yeah um that's possible that like the lucifer is just straight up like i want like i want this to keep playing out
2: one of my favorite parts about this show is that they up, they upplay the family relationships. This isn't just this isn't just epic beings having epic battles, it's also members of a family. So, thinking of that, do do we really think that Lucifer might want to destroy his brother or have his brother be the sacrifice or was he just trying to teach him a lesson like, "Hey, man, you came in and you circumvented my plans, and that's okay." But I want you to learn from it.
1: Yeah. Um that like that he could have that they he could have killed him. Yeah. Um like it didn't even matter that he wasn't there. Right. He could have killed him. Right. Which is new magic. Um, but Lucifer decides to spare him as we see like the fire rages up, and that's like his signal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, let him go. Um, big fire on the Burning Man statue. <laughs> on the Wicker
2: Man statue. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like Wicker Man or, like, it's like Burning Man just, like, lasting for a real... This is... Mallory is just Burning Man, like, 50 years later.
2: Sad, the sad remnants of Burning Man. Yeah,
1: it's gone from a music festival to just, like, people living peacefully. <laughs> it's gone full circle.
2: Uh, I do, like, now, since we're on uh, Michael's plotline, he's had some really questionable outfit choices. Usually, I, I think, Michael... You're a really well dressed guy. You got a really cool outfit on. In this one, I'm like, you got that weird uh, western outfit going on, which doesn't really match your style. But I get it. I get it. Because- While
1: meanwhile, passed out, Michael is wearing fishnet shirt yes! for some reason. He's
2: wearing a crocheted sweater. <laughs> Where did you get that crocheted sweater? Why do you have it? <laughs> Who crocheted
1: that sweater for you? It's really hot in the desert. I guess. Just.
2: Don't wear a sweater! That sweater serves no purpose other than to be Rocky Horror Picture Show decorative.
1: <laughs> I mean, he knew he was coming back to meet punk rock Claire. He's like, I gotta step up my game.
2: It's true. It's true. He was like, I've, I have heard Claire stepped up her outfit game. I should crochet a sweater for myself. Yeah. Or maybe that was an attempt uh, where he did crochet the sweater and he just it just didn't happen well for him, but he still felt proud of it.
1: Yeah. What do you think the soul energy... Thing that he, like, took out of him was.
2: I actually felt like that was because the curse is passed from person to person to person. I felt that what he was removing was was the curse that he had to die.
1: Okay. So that was just, a, like, a visual representation of... The curse of Mallory.
2: I that the burden,
1: my, the burden of the sacrifice.
2: Yeah, that was my interpretation of it. But then the question is, well, now who has to bear that burden next? Where does it go? Because technically, Michael didn't die.
1: Um. Well, I think that for it, it, what the real question there is, what is the prophet and or Lucifer gaining from the sacrifice? Mm-hmm. As Michael points out, like god stopped asking people to do that a long long time time ago ago. um so why is it is is that giving lucifer energy that he needs like he needs that sacrifice maybe to get his body back if he lost his body um is the is the fire just that's lucifer is he just living fire now if he has no body. Mm-hmm. Um so he needs that to like maintain it.
2: I like the idea that Lucifer is actually in the fire and that the sacrifices needed to literally keep him there protecting the town. Yeah,
1: until like until maybe it gets to a point where he can manifest yeah, he that can into manifest. something physical. Um if he's dead it would that like that would all stand to reason if like if they had re- if if, a, if an archangel is if they think he's dead, something must have happened. They don't just like. It's not like Uriel, where they're just like, where it's like, I don't know what's happening there. I still think that there's, I still think there's a chance that she could come back. Yeah, next if season. we
2: if we get more Dominion, we need more Uriel. Yeah, you guys get on that.
1: Yeah, I, I I still believe and hope that we can get her back. We we know she's not coming this season, but 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 like, I don't they, believe they, it's she's like dead. just enough open where like there's like it's all hearsay. Yeah, could have e- could easily be a lie, right? Um, but anyway, um, it's a. Uh, I wonder if the, so they would have to have seen the body
2: mm-hmm. or
1: seen some evidence that he died, right? So if his body died, this could be his way back into the world. I don't know. Yeah. Um, how do we get started down that track? Because there was a point. <laughs> Um,
2: <laughs> I think it was just the point about talking about Lucifer.
1: Yeah. Um, well, the the idea that uh, Lucifer, Lucifer is fed by the the sins of Mallory. Or what what is going to happen now? Yes. To the, to the town, I if, unless it's something where like losing that sacrifice is going to like ruin his chances of coming back for whatever reason. Which
2: I don't think. I mean, since the fire's still burning, it seems okay. Yeah.
1: Oh. Um, then I think that they're probably but it raises the question of why Mm -hmm. um because if it's not to like help him get back then I wonder if it's like it's like if it's like an experiment or something or just like the need to control then he they just do it to the next leader like the next person on the next cycle of Mm -hmm. sacrifice and never let the humans know um lastly with Michael um they mentioned Laurel Episode, yes. Michael got this super far away look.
2: I ship Michael and Laurel. Maloral. That's my ship. Maloral.
1: <laughs> That's
2: my ship name for them. Maloral.
1: Um, Ren, has, uh, Ren Einsburn in the chat has an interesting uh, point. Lucifer might possess William.
2: I could see that. And then he would be the false prophet. Because we were given a clue by the writers... Um, we were given a clue that uh they both William have, they both have markings. Yeah,
1: William and Alex
2: both have markings.
1: And and we talked I think we talked about this on the show last week. Um, the idea that the two of them are very are like they've throughout throughout the show they've played almost parallel lines yes. on different sides. Um they both fell in love with Claire um then went away from her for different reasons they both are closely tied to an archangel william to gabriel and alex to michael like as it, they're like they're they're they are each of those archangels disciples in a very real way mm-hmm. um now we see that uh william ha- or the the artist formerly known as william yes. um has his own set of markings. Right. Maybe there's a pattern to them that we, we, we don't see yet. Just like we didn't know, we can't see a pattern in Alex's until we, until he interprets them.
2: Right. And he seems to be touting himself as some sort of like prophet, prophet, savior person. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that would be interesting to see if like maybe Lucifer's inhabiting him as the false prophet.
1: Could be really cool. Yeah. Um I I don't think that Lu I don't think it's gonna wind up that Lucifer inhabits him or takes over his body. Although I would love to see that performance Mm -hmm. um from from the actor whose name I am blanking on right now. Alan Gale, maybe? Is that Alan Gale?
2: I don't know. I pulled that out of my butt. I'm not sure (laughs) if that's right. I mean. uh,
1: Alan Dale uh is rice. Something
2: Gale, maybe? No.
1: Um I'm going to look it up. But I mean, but uh, so what do you think of William at this point? We'll call him William because we don't know what else to call him.
2: My, ew, um.
1: It's Lu- oh, it Luke. Oh, it's Luke Allen Gale.
2: Luke Allen Gale. I knew there was a Gale in there.
1: <laughs> it's confusing because Allen Dale is General Rison. Yes. <laughs> but
2: I said Allen Gale and it's Luke Allen Gale. Yeah. Okay. I feel good about myself right now. Just right um, now, not. Only. But anyway,
1: so so, what do you what do you think about William, um, Little Wheel?
2: Little, I finally wheel. get to now
1: they're back together. I finally get to use Big that wheel analogy and again. Little wheel, yep.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I I actually think that I do think that William is a false prophet. I think that he's set in there to because Alex isn't really saying, "Oh, I'm the savior," and he isn't really drawing attention to himself. I feel like. William may step up and say, "Oh, I'm the savior. Follow me. Listen to me. Blah blah blah," and then get this following. But I don't think he's a good guy. I think he's going to be doing bad things with that. Mostly, I'm basing that on the fact that he murdered people for clothing, but
1: um, and for drink money. And for
2: drink money. Oh, it was for drink money. It wasn't for clothing. But didn't he take their clothing? He did too? take a
1: jacket. Yeah. No. Um, David took a big wheel. Took, oh, a took a jacket from a dead person.
2: But he did Little murder- Wheel
1: just took some bar money. Yes.
2: He murdered someone for bar money, which I don't think...
1: And because he made fun of him and his buttery hands.
2: I don't think that is a nice thing for the prophet to be doing um, or well, the savior to be doing. Yeah.
1: Well, it's interesting because he, he's, like, telling himself as, like, I guess a savior. Yeah. But he—he he, he refers to William Wheel, mm-hmm. his past self. That's who he refers to as a false prophet. He says William Wheel was a false prophet, but I am a savior. So the question is who who told him that? Right. I still think I still think Diad is the most likely scenario.
2: I could see that too, especially in this episode where we learned that there's all there's a one more prominent um, yes maybe he's a dyad with lucifer maybe because he hasn't named himself so maybe lucifer is that prominent personality because we learn that oh we learn that um in this episode that in a dyad there's always one prominent personality and it's usually the angel because the angel is usually stronger and wins out
1: interesting that could be really that could be really interesting. And Lucifer's just sort of intentionally taking a back seat.
2: No, I feel like William's taking a back seat and Lucifer is the front is seat driving person. The... Yeah, because he keeps referring to he keeps referring to himself not as William Wheel, but he doesn't give himself a name.
1: Well, but that's the but Julian never really referred to himself as Leeray.
2: Mm -hmm. either
1: and maybe that was just to maintain a cover of sorts but um i think that more what what it is is that because because with Ryson, what we saw like as that we saw him get really violent Mm -hmm. um and to me that was the angel coming through and affecting his personality that like refusal to run and just like not that not the and is a runner but like but
2: he's a planner
1: yeah he doesn't just like act and like
2: yes. kill
1: a bunch of dudes so that i think was the angel's personality affecting him so i my thought is that it's william wheel knowingly became a dyad with lucifer in like a worshiping mm-hmm. sort of way where it's like like um take please take over my body yeah. i want this and like but so in vega he's now they like william is being allowed to drive mm-hmm. basically for now but he doesn't consider himself still william he is now lucifer um and then when the time is necessary when the time is right flip the switch and lucifer can i mean if it, if it's actually dark angel lucifer yeah, I could he see that. could easily just like take over he's strong enough to do that mm-hmm. um or it, but if it's not lucifer i think william wheel is driven by this intense emotion of getting back to his father like proving himself like taking back the city and saving people in whatever twisted way he sees and that I think would be enough to put him in the forefront of a regular dyad situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think we I think I think it's got he's got to be a dyad.
2: I could see that. I could definitely see that.
1: Yeah. Uh, otherwise, he's just insane. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which he was to begin. He could with, be. So he funny.
1: could easily be insane as well. He's got a crazy dad.
2: Although that moment to me with. Uh, the moment david has where he basically realizes that he's lost his son because um because um william tells him he's not going with him i was so up- i was so upset because i'm like this is this you're you're here too late this was your. You should have had this moment a long, long time ago, and you came here too late, and now you're regretting it, and now you're just going to be sitting in a jail, which you probably should have been in jail at this point. Which, to be honest, yeah.
1: Um, there's some great performances in this scene. Um, just very subtle things, um, in the moments where it's not. They're not even saying anything. They're just sort of staring at each other um, from. From both uh, Anthony Head and from uh, Luke Allen Gale, like just really strong performances, um, where the motion, the emotion was very real, um, and then the, the like the twist, like when the 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 tall redhead, the, like the redhead assassin, like goes to shoot him, and w- William's solution is to just like he's like get at just throw her out of here. Mm -hmm. She's never allowed to come back into my good graces. Mm -hmm. And David is just like, no, stab.
2: Such a David response. We have to get rid of her. If David would have it, there would be no one left in the city. Literally, no one.
1: You just had a whole conversation with your son about how you, you hurt people too much. Yes um but it proved like that's just that's who he is that's who david wheel is
2: and i was wondering like Erika has this she's supposed to be helping them with the with the david situation but really her assassin was worthless
1: well hmm i mean it was a crowded bar she wasn't as skilled as we thought she could have been um statuesque redhead (laughs) um I, guess, I mean, I guess she could have taken her out. Uh, taken him out. Um, clearly, she's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but now Wheel is in Claire's hands. Um, Claire, who is de- dealing with Ari- Arika in a very... <laughs> I'm, I'm mad at Claire. <laughs> Um, are, how do you feel about Claire in this whole?
2: I mean, episode? I feel like I Claire has made a lot of wrong moves at this point, and now she's just lost. I am so mad that Gates died. I am so friggin' mad that Gates died. I really liked him as a character. I really liked him with Claire, and that was a really painful moment to have to have him die in this episode. Um, I would rather have Eureka die. There, I said it. I mean, I I'm just not Arika sure die. why
1: Claire isn't just killing her. Like, you're gonna get David. Yeah. Like you, especially after the nuclear reactors all like done, that's all done with. You're getting. She's
2: she shot. Well, I guess maybe like she feels bad for shooting Zoe in cold blood, but it's like you, you would be more, you would be better off shooting Erica than you would be than you did shooting Zoe. She's
1: just too crafty. Yeah. She's too crafty to be kept alive. Yes. Um I just
2: <sighs> And we know she has a lot of friends, so that's the other thing. Yeah. Um but I I'm just so upset because Claire has not most of her sound decisions were made were made with good counsel. And now that Gates, who was her main good counsel, is gone and she's left with alex the doofus um i'm not really sure what's going to happen because she she's a new leader she needs to be she's made some poor decisions she needs to be surrounded by good council members and she doesn't have them right now
1: yeah um i mean I, i maybe i mean alex will be a good influence now that he's back um michael maybe will be helpful um I don't know who else she has really That moment
2: though where Alex Alex like forgot to secure the room and the guy comes out all I keep thinking of is our our commenter who wrote Alex is a doofus. I was just like, Man, Alex, you are a doofus and then he manages to do the whole beat up Gates and get the gun thing, and I was like, "Okay, okay, you yeah. sa- you saved yourself, that's fine, yeah. but you were a doofus for not securing that room." Let,
1: let, let's go. Let's get into detail on Alex and Gates and their pissing contest in this episode, and just so ridiculous. It was
2: really ridiculous. It, like, I, I I
1: actually I lost a little bit of respect for Gates in in this whole thing because he was such a little boy about it. Like, such just a, like, oh, you used, to, you used to date my girlfriend where I gotta be all, like, macho. It's like, but you're such a nerd that his version of being macho is just using really big words.
2: I think he's doing that, though, because it, it's very unlikely that he's had a girlfriend at all this whole time <laughs> that he's been in Vega because he seems to, like, live in a Aww, basement. Poor, so poor old gang. So um and that's not a judgment on the like on the guy himself. He's a very handsome guy. It's just that he was like living in a basement helping run the city, so I don't think he had a girlfriend and I I think he was finally really excited to have this girl who he has been harboring a secret crush on. He's known Claire for his whole life. So he's been harboring a secret crush on her most likely and he finally has her. I think it was just giddy excitement. <laughs> Wait, Such I'm, a bummer to me, though.
1: I'm trying to figure out where this comment came from, but somebody in the chat roll, uh, Linda Mills, just like Claire and Michael, no, just no. Like, <laughs> I want, I meant for him to advise her, yes, not to get them together. We, yes, I don't need a. She needs advice. Love pentagram. I
2: know. Well, Wait, now I don't. I don't now, know what that. Yeah, it might be back to a quadrangle because Gates died. Don't uh, like. Do not like. The love
1: rhombus is dead. The love
2: rhombus is dead. Why must you kill the love rhombus? <sighs> um. And yeah. also, was that sacrifice really necessary? Couldn't they just go without power in the town?
1: Well, the, the issue with the nuclear reactor, once they got in there, <clears throat> was that it was going to blow up if they didn't get the, the cooling rods down, mm-hmm. is my basic understanding of what happened.
2: Yeah, I don't know science, the, so that's the thing. The, the,
1: the, thing I, the thing I know I understand is those things had to go down or boom. Mm-hmm. As they said in the show. Yes, Boom. Um, my question, though, because I also am frustrated by Gates' death, does this nuclear facility not have any radiation suits?
2: <laughs> that is also disconcerting.
1: <laughs> like, there's a room... That you can't enter because the radiation will kill you. But there's a problem that might you might have to be in there to manually fix stuff. Maybe keep a radiation suit nearby.
2: I, I'm going to choose to believe that the rebels took all the radiation suits for fun time practices. <laughs> I'm choosing to believe they were just like running around and wearing them.
1: Yeah, or maybe because I know that the the uh, from what the writers told us, they they've shot a lot of extra stuff and written a lot of. extra stuff. I wonder if there was like a scene where they've like got bullet holes in them now.
2: Yes. Yes And
1: they're like useless. Yes. Um. But uh, it it is it is cool. Uh, the other thing that uh, in this in this whole thing that was interesting was gates and claire's discussion about alex being the chosen one
2: yes she revealed it to him she, yeah and i like how they keep revealing that to people who then like die
1: die you're not supposed to know yeah
2: apparently. this is the
1: fates at work yes the fates say if you find out about alex you're gonna die that's just it
2: Better hope you don't find out that information. Yeah. So yeah, she revealed it to him, which um, it's it was so bittersweet because they had these moments of realizing, okay, I really don't know you that well, and I'd like to get to know you more. Um,
1: yeah. Um, it it's it's cool. Um, I I want to see more done with the chosen one story, like plot line as like what it affects i want to see i i would love to get alex to mallory because i want to know why he's needed there yes um it could be as simple as that's what lucifer needs to get his body back if we're right about that assumption Mm -hmm. um the markings may lead him to something maybe lucifer even knows where god went who knows maybe he's responsible that would be a big twist Um, if Lucifer turned out to be responsible for God disappearing. It stands to reason with the way we think of Lucifer. Yes, I personally would love a storyline like now that we know that we know that he's coming in mm-hmm. one form or another. I would love a storyline um where he's a more misunderstood version of the character. Yes, um, where, like because I I love the versions of that tale where it's. Stuff like uh, Lucifer disagreed with the way that God treated humans, or things like that, and so that's why the war on mm-hmm. Heaven started. Um, I find those those takes, like with the two two sides that are very both sides are wrong, both sides are right, right, to be yeah. fascinating, especially with ca- those two characters where
2: you can understand both sides.
1: Yes, exactly. Especially with. The Satan character. Yes, I find it very interesting. Um, but it'll be cool to find out where they're going with this. Yes. Um, the prophet is protecting these people. They demand a very heavy sacrifice, but they are protecting them. Um, so we'll have to we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I mean that's more or less everything in the episode. Uh, oh, Ryzen. well, we talked a little bit about Ryzen. Um, well, he lost Clementine.
2: Yes. I um, that was another moment that That's
1: a topic, Gabriel.
2: <laughs> I know. That was another moment that frustrated me because um I I know the lesson is that okay, the angel portion in the dyad usually wins out and he lost out because he lost he lost uh Clementine his last connection to mm-hmm. love. But his daughter's still out there. It doesn't he have his daughter to live for? I feel I feel really frustrated because I just once for one instance like want the human portion to win out and see see a human win the good fight.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, this is an interesting point that that Gabriel makes, um, where he says becoming an angel was the ultimate surrender. Like we realize in this moment, like these two characters have never been in the same room, but they have been on opposite sides of this war for. Decades, Mm -hmm. Um, it's been Ryson protecting his city against Gabriel for years. Mm -hmm. Um, We sort of lost track of that because Gabriel became sort of like humanized to us this season. Um, But he's very much the bad guy, especially to Ryson. So this is a surrender. Like this is Angels winning. Um, I guess that's that's the tide turning. Uh, Is it inevitable? that humans will lose to angels might be yeah
2: i mean and we end the episode on a huge cliffhanger first off claire abolishes the v system yeah um and then we have gabriel dropping um the open amphora Mm -hmm. at the town
1: um well this gabriel like the moments we saw from very like intense because we saw him yelling like um, somebody's like what do you want Gabriel I want my brother mm-hmm. um, I want my brother so throwing well a tantrum but he got so the well black acted. eyes yeah. for a moment it didn't he didn't later on in the episode but towards the beginning he ha- still had the wrath eyes mm-hmm. um, I wonder if it's still there or if it was like it just comes up when rage fills him um, do you think he his goal is to kill Michael at this point, like actually, his goal.
2: I don't think that's actually his goal. I think what he really wants is for Michael to be on his side, for Michael to see his point of view. I, th- I, I. After this season, where we've been exploring um, Gabriel, and, Gabriel and Michael's relationship, I think Gabriel Michael has no problem disagreeing with Gabriel. I feel like Gabriel wishes he had a closer relationship with michael or he was able to sway michael to his side
1: yeah um yeah i I, gabriel so bad like at least but this i I, this is why i'm wondering if the wrath has changed that Mm -hmm. in him because he was getting like as he was getting infected by the wrath he was julian was also like messing with him yeah, and, like, driving him, like, a little bit more insane towards Michael. Right. So I wonder if anything, any of that held past that.
2: That's possible.
1: Um, It will be interesting to see.
2: Um, Yeah, it's possible.
1: Yeah, but then the big twist is Gabriel, as you said, he drops the amphora outside Vega.
2: And we also know that Vega's hours are numbered anyway because... We're told that this power will only last like three years, and they sh- they should probably think of a plan B. So we have this moment where the V system's abolished. The town's, unbeknownst to them, the town's going to be destroyed on the outside by the wrath, and mm-hmm. they need to get out of there anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I've thought most of the season that like this would this season would be the end of Vega one way or another.
2: Mm-hmm. It
1: just stands to reason. Yeah, um, we've spent enough time there. I'm, let's
2: go I, to Mallory.
1: Let's go to Mallory. <laughs> let's go to Helena. Um, so many cool places we could go. I'm I like I like we we literally blew Vega up, and I'm happy about it. Um, no, I'm just I'm ready for even all the, I want all the characters in Vega. Like I want Claire to go. I would have liked Gates to go. Um, we're not getting that. Uh, so depressing. Um. I'd like Noma to go. Oh, uh, speaking of Noma, before we get into predictions, Mm -hmm. um, Noma is experiencing pain in her wings or where her wings were. Mm -hmm. Um, That could be as the very simple phantom limb pain, Mm -hmm. um, which like, yeah, that makes sense. Do you think that there's anything more to it?
2: Oh, I definitely think there's something more. I have no idea what that is, but yeah. I definitely think there's something more. And I will say my, uh, one of my favorite lines in this episode was crazy how a part of you can hurt so much after it's gone. And this episode is so chalked with pain and, and loss that it was so nice to me to see, okay, this doesn't apply to just Noma. This applies to all of our characters mm-hmm. the, to their pain and loss.
1: Yeah. And it's a very subtle very smart bit of writing yes um that you don't necessarily catch and that's like that's the great part about it uh, i
2: also like the the use of gates as precious cargo and then calling him precious <laughs> that's my other favorite line
1: yeah oh, poor old gates Poor
2: precious cargo rest gates, in peace,
1: gates. you died really bad <laughs> really really badly and all
2: you got to give claire was a baseball card
1: yeah yeah because he couldn't have given like there's no shot at him having given her a baby
2: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm
1: no Gates Jr and nobody left to maintain that nuclear reactor let's also put that out there Um, because I'm pretty sure the rebels killed everyone
2: that, yeah, I think that's why they're going to have to evacuate the town. Because yeah. there's they, they've they lost their scientists. Yeah. All
1: right. Real quick, uh, let's do a quick round of predictions and we'll sign out. Um, Jackie. Buzz
0: TV predictions.
1: That's right. What do you think for next week?
2: I definitely think they, they're going to have to leave the town. Or they're going to be alerted that they need to leave the town.
1: Okay. Um, I mean, the amphora getting dropped means that everyone in that town is going to go nuts. Um, I think you're going to see mass riots. Um, we saw the preview that Michael is seeing some horrifying images that, like, it showed Alex, like, dying on table with Noma saying over. Not ha- that, that I seriously doubt that that's what's but happening. But we do know but that that's...
2: Lucifer pulled him into a vision, so yeah, it's I, possible. Well, I think
1: that this is the wrath yeah. driving him nuts. I think the wrath is going to show everyone the worst thing they could see. Just like Gabriel saw Michael... Bad mouthing him, mm-hmm. um, so I think Alex is going to see. Uh, I'm very curious what Alex would see as the worst case scenario. It'll maybe reveal uh, his feelings on the remnants of the love rhombus. Uh, I don't want to call it a love triangle. Love triangles are boring. Yeah, uh,
2: it's a love. Rhombus. It's a
1: broken love rhombus. Yes, <laughs>
2: it is a broken love rhombus. <laughs>
1: um, but so uh, it's it's what it, it's when you, if you feel God's wrath. What is your worst? Nightmare, and that's what you're going to see. I could um, do that. All right, I that. guys, that's going to do it for us uh, here at AfterBuzz TV for the Dominion After Show. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. Three more episodes to go. Three more episodes. Make sure that you're watching them live or as quickly as you can. Make sure you do it within the first three days. Watch it, tweet about it, use the hashtag Renew Dominion because I need another season of the show. I need it. Um, and you guys can help us do that. Also, be sure to go onto iTunes, uh, give us a rating, go on YouTube, hit us with a thumbs up. All those things, they they help us out of the network and help the show because, believe it or not, sci-fi does track that kind of thing as they make their decision. Your viewership counts in all of the areas. Until next week, Jackie Barowski, where do people keep up keep up with you?
2: You can find me on my website, 123jackieb.com. Also, um, I'm doing the AIDS Walk in L.A. for my company, and... If you are interested in donating to our site, our campaign site, I would be so forever grateful. And the link is on my Twitter.
1: And you guys can follow me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. It's on the screen if I mumbled over <laughs> it. Um... Uh, you can also catch me um, this starting this Sunday at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are going to be starting the Doctor Who After Show. I'm so excited. We also just did a fun I I, I directed a promo for it that's really ridiculous. I, it's on the Afterbus page and on my Twitter. Go check it out. Also starting next week, uh, the Muppets and uh, Agents of Shield. Uh, we'll be talking about those here, uh, guys. I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us.